up, everybody, and welcome into episode 13 of the We Like the Pain podcast, a podcast about two of the saddest teams in the NFL, and those would be the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Houston Texans. I'm your host, Oscar Barkas, and joining me this week as my guest host is Josh Burrow. How you doing, dude? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm excited to be on. I've been waiting by my phone, waiting for that text. <laughs> Since, Waiting since, for your uh, uh, your invitation to the podcast with a whole 15 listeners or whatever. <laughs> oh, yes. My 45 minutes of fame right here. So Let's I, go. I'm pumped. Yeah. Yeah. Excited you? to have you on. Um, you. I'm good. You know, uh, we're kind of halfway through uh, finals here at A&M oh, yeah. getting, uh, getting the semester wrapped up. So that's exciting. That's yep. more exciting than uh, our football team prospects, which we'll get into in a little bit. Yes. Yep. Um, you let's let's get into you real quick, like okay. like we do with everyone else. Talk about your teams. Talk about which uh, football teams get you excited. Whatever else you want to talk about. Of course. Uh, so my two main teams are the Aggies, uh, Texas A&M football team. So I yes, like to sir. too. And also the Cowboys, since I'm uh, from Dallas, uh, just like Wyatt. Um, and I am an avid uh, Dallas Mavericks fan, so I enjoy Mavericks basketball. And also um, this year, well, and partially last year until Joe Burrow got hurt, I am a Bengals fan. Yeah, so um, Josh shares a last name with the uh, Bengals quarterback, so he's got to automatically support his boy. Yes, he is my cousin, so I, I have to say. Yeah? Support. Yeah, <laughs> my, my claim to fame. Um, no, not really, but yeah, I, I've enjoyed watching them this year. It's been yeah, nice. Yeah, they're really fun to watch, they're, especially they're, you've got Jamar Chase on your fantasy team. Yeah, exactly. Like, that that duo is right back to it, so it's it's been really good to watch them um but yeah so get those to, are teams mm-hmm. uh, well, oh i and i am living in grapevine right now um i'm not in college like uh oscar is still yeah um, we got I, some uh actually a couple guests so far have been yeah real workforce boys yeah definitely wish i was still in college but <laughs> <laughs> it's okay working too, I guess. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Let's uh, go ahead and move on to the quick questions. I actually didn't bring any. Josh had two, so I figured that we'll uh, we'll we'll take those two, and I'll hand it over to you. All right. So my first one was starting it off strong. Is who's your MVP and why? My MVP has to be Tyrod Taylor. Just kidding. Um, it's crazy. It's been like, it is a wide open MVP race and mostly just because no one wants to win it. Like normally and like most 90% of the time it's a quarterback, uh, if not more. And all the quarterbacks have just slowly declined throughout the season. I guess you could say Patrick Mahomes has looked the best of late. Um, but he started out so poorly that yeah, it's it's rough picking him like right now. It yeah, just is go, uh-huh. just going down the list. There, there's like seven yeah. or eight options. It's it's crazy. It's uh, it's it's hard to pick like who should win. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that at the moment I would pick Patrick Mahomes or. Kyler Murray, and both of those are very contentious picks because, like I said, Patrick Mahomes has not played well to start the year, and Kyler has missed the last four games. However, if I was to project what's going to happen over the last couple weeks of the season, I would say that those teams are going to be jockeying for the number one seed in their divisions, Mm, um, largely largely due to those quarterbacks. So I think that realistically it might not be either one of those but that's who i would pick as sort of like a under the radar even though 
Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray are not under the radar. But in a year like this one, those are sort of under the radar guys. Yeah, I mean, I guess they do have like the, you know, the most positive trajectory from here just because, you know, the playoff race, like you said. So that that does make sense. Um, I think this is the year. I don't know. I didn't look up when the last time a running back won MVP was, but Jonathan Taylor looks like he can win it this year because he sure the race does. is so open. I mean, last game, if they forget to use him, like last game, like for the most of the game, and then uh, they finally realized, oh, yes, we should use our MVP caliber running, running back. back. Yeah. yeah. And they almost won it uh, in the end, but. Yeah, I I think it's his time to shine. I mean, he has 1,205 rushing yards through 12 weeks on 5.77 yards per carry, which is, I mean, that's ridiculous. Pre- that's pretty good. That's pretty like, good. Unheard of. Yeah, and I mean, he that's saying like he can get a first down and two carries like every time. Yes. So yeah, I mean, he he should. I mean, he's definitely in the talk, but. I realistically, I wouldn't be surprised if like Tom Brady would win it just because he's Tom Brady. Yeah, I think that my two that I picked earlier were just sort of off the top of my head. I think realistically, it might go to Tom Brady just because of narrative and because yeah, it's crazy that he's still doing what he's doing, um, even though he hasn't. He also has not looked great the last couple weeks. No, he has not. Um, I think that you have a good case. I think that it's hard to pick a running back, and that's why we haven't seen one. The last one was Adrian Peterson in 2012. Right. Okay, that's who I Um, So not that long ago, but it's pretty rare to see someone not a quarterback in this day and age. Yeah. Um, Nine years ago. That's kind of yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I this race is so open still, which normally at this point, it's one of two or three guys. Oh yeah. There's, there is a very short list. Um, yeah. but that's why I want to ask year. this question because really there's no right answer at this point of the season and we're yeah. 12 weeks, Yeah, which is crazy. I mean, we do very have a crazy. Bit more football than usual but still yeah so we do have five more games per team six uh five or six more games per team um so a lot of football still to be played Mm -hmm. but like we've been saying usually at this point it's pretty clear it's going to be one of a couple guys what's your next question so so my next question as a viewer i know you're a big texans fan uh but I was curious, which team is your least favorite to watch? So the I you took the words right out of my mouth. It's <laughs> it's probably the Texans just because they're so disappointing, especially because our defense has looked phenomenal the last couple of weeks compared yeah, to expectations. Yeah. And yet we just still can't get wins out of the way. But like I've talked about all year, that's probably for the best of the team. Yep. Um, as far as like contender not contenders teams that are vying for playoff positions the browns suck to watch yeah um and that's mostly because baker mayfield it's just stressful to watch them one of frequent contributor to the show liam burns would love if we could get case keenum as their starter and i i kind of agree that would make them look better than they do right now probably yeah and then Another team that's not that the team is bad to watch. It's just that I know that they should be doing so much more is the Chargers because every game is close and it doesn't have to be. You have Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, and Mike Williams. Like mm-hmm. they should, that's such easy offense. And yet they still, and Austin Eckler. Yeah. So it should look those a lot more those are my picks. Yeah. Yeah, the the Browns, that's a good option because, I mean, Baker Mayfield is just an anxiety attack for, for his sure brand. Sure is. Man, yeah, he, he kind of reminds me of 
Tony Romo sometimes just because it, the the anxiety he brings to his team. Like, it, it's just – it's not that. I'd, I'd argue that Romo was probably more talented than Baker is. Yeah. It's, I, I get what you're saying, though. They sometimes make plays that are like, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's – especially sad for the Browns because they've lost all their skill players and their offensive linemen. It's been a bad year for injuries for them. Oh yeah. So I can't put too much blame on Baker, but they're still not very fun to watch. Well, Andy's playing through an injury and that several, I, I feel like that's hindering them more. If, Oh, absolutely. Maybe, yeah. If he, you know, decided to bench himself and like actually heal for the playoffs. Um, yeah. Bring in case Keenum. Yeah, Case Keenum needs. We should, we should start a uh, not a GoFundMe, but like a Change.org petition for Keenum playing. I I don't know if that would help. Um, I think uh, Baker Mayfield would have that taken down in a in a heartbeat. But who knows? Yeah, especially with the way his uh, wife has been acting on social media and stuff recently oh i haven't seen it what what's she been saying just basically defending baker and calling out the rest of the browns team oh that's that's healthy very embarrassing very healthy for the the whole football team right (laughs) that's who's your team so my least favorite team to watch i boycott watching this team and it is the steelers you it, can't boycott watching this. Yeah, you can. Yeah, it you can. Just pains me to watch Ben Roethlisberger play football. Every he looks snap, geriatric. <laughs> every snap, it looks like he has a rubber band attached to his arm, and he has to <laughs> pull it back, and that makes the throwing motion. Like I, I don't understand how he's still out there and. Yeah. Parts of his body just don't fall fall off. Like, yeah, he is uh, just tough to watch. Like, it's sad because like we all knew that it was sort of happening last season. Like, we saw oh, the decline. That he definitely did not look like yeah. Ben Roethlisberger anymore. But he still could have hung him up after last season, and we would have been like, okay, yeah. Instead, he decided to come back and. And they have zero backup plan. Their backups are Mason Rudolph and uh, Dwayne Haskins. So I guess oh, yeah. for Steelers fans, you hope that you can trade for Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson over the offseason or something like that. Or I guess just get lucky in the draft and pick a random quarterback. Yeah, but they're too good to like – they're winning too many games to have a high enough draft pick. I guess – not in this draft with the quarterbacks projected to go a little lower, but still. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, and just their play calling, it's – I mean, Mike Tomlin's uh, playbook is getting a little outdated. I know he updated it this year in particular, but you can't do very many things with, with Ben Roethlisberger that you can do no. with quarterbacks. So that's part yeah. of it, too. It's just stale. It is stale. And also, like, Ben Roethlisberger just can't drive the ball down the field. So they'll have, like, three or four plays in a row that are just dump-offs to Najee Harris or one of the run- one of the receivers. Yep. And uh, eventually defenses pick up on that. Oh, the Rams yeah. can throw in a wide receiver screen every once in a while. Uh, when the Steelers do it every play, it just does not work out. So I don't blame you too much. Um, I'd say that about wraps up our quick questions. We had um, some fun stuff to talk about. It just sucks because, like, both in the MVP race and those teams that we t- talked about, like, those all could be exciting things to talk about. And instead, it's just been such a weird season that. Right. They are still fun to talk about. It's fun. Oh, it's yeah. uh, just not as good as it could be. Like it'd be a lot more fun if Patrick Mahomes had like thirty-five touchdowns, two interceptions, and uh, that's just not the case this year. Yeah, it really. All right, is. some uh, 
big sports and media headlines that we want to cover. Josh added most of these, and then I wanted to talk about a few things also. First, the Rangers have committed half a billion dollars in the first week of the offseason to free agents, completely rebuilt their infield. They might have the best infield in in the MLB now yeah, with Corey Segret, Corey Segret shortstop and uh, Simeon at second base. Um, so that's exciting. Oh yeah. I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not a big base or, or like, I don't watch the Rangers a ton. I'm definitely a fair weather fan because they are awful, oh, yeah. uh, but I will definitely watch if <laughs> they're good. So yeah, it looks our, like they're turning into the right direction. Now it felt like for years they were just doing nothing and then getting rid of their good players. So, I mean, they do have a lot of money to spend. So this is nice. Yeah, to they, they had three or four years in a row where their salary was like $40 million or $30 million for the entire team. Yeah. I guess finally we're like, okay, we can spend some money. And the front office sure did that. Um, I, it's funny. I'm, I'm a fan of them doing that. It, what you said is what's funny that like we're fair weather fans. I don't watch a ton of baseball. I watch the Astros when they're in the playoffs um, but Wyatt, our buddy, who's also been on the show and he's my roommate right now, was like, damn it, Rangers, now I have to watch the first couple games to just yeah. see if we're good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. have to actually, you know, see if... Pay attention to another sport. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think we should shift into college football, and you wrote down a couple things here. Right, right. First things first, we should get it out of the way. AM lost to LSU this week. Yes, we did. We uh, are not going to have a 10 win season now. Hopefully, we get a ninth win in a bowl game. Um, we also had a chance at like a pretty good bowl game, and now with our fourth loss, yeah. we'll not be having that. We're not even um, playing with you. Yeah. <sighs> it's, it sucks because this season brought me like one of the greatest moments of my life. And I'm beating Bama on Kyle Field, rushing field. And then the rest of the season was just kind of disappointing. Um, the things that we have to hang our hat on, we'll have a new quarterback next year. We'll, we have a great recruiting class, like four or five stars at the moment. We just had another five-star commit, Evan Stewart, who's a wide receiver. Um, so that's all exciting. Means Jimbo's yeah. doing his job. I it's just so wish... I just wish we had some more on the field. Like we, we beat Bama this year. We should probably be competing for a national championship, and that is not the case. See, and that just shows like how tough the SEC is. I'm not making excuses because we're in the SEC, but it's like uh, we're just like slightly off, and then the those. That's all you need. Slightly off for a game, and yeah, that's a loss, even against. Mississippi yeah. State or right. Mississippi LSU. State, LSU, those yeah. are the two. Yep. And I get, I mean, they had a chip on their shoulder coming into the game trying to get that last one for Coach O. And yeah. we just I bowed down to it, I guess. Uh, yeah, and we really, we could have won the game. Like, we had, we had the win until yeah. their last drive with less than two minutes left, and we were playing prevent defense, and prevent's great, but you have to make a stop at some point, point. we just never did. And there were some uh, missed calls, like that fumble that they just neglected to call, but who, who yeah. is to say? The, uh, that was pretty the last, it was like three or four minutes left. We punted the ball off to them, and the return man definitely fumbled. They yep. didn't blow the whistle until after. Yep. But that's football, bad yep. officiating sometimes. That it is. Uh, one last thing to mention about the game. After the game, I'm, I don't even know if you saw this, Josh. Oh, Our starting yes, quarterback, yes, Zach Calzada. <laughs> was receiving a lot of hate, and he did not deserve that. He was not supposed to be our starter coming into the year. Um, Haynes King was, and then he got injured. And he beat Bama. Like, I, I can't ask for more from the guy. However, 
He hasn't played well since then, and he received a ton of hate after this loss to LSU specifically and uh, posted a story on his Instagram, black screen, with the text, all of you can SMD, which stands for suck my dick, of course. Um, (laughs) And it was only up for like 10 minutes, but that's just a tough, tough move from... Like Calzone. I yeah I I feel like that's something a high school quarterback does <laughs> when like you're you're in a lose rival the home game. cutting game yeah. yeah lose against you know and there's a bunch of you know people coming in your DMs and you say that like and I I screenshotted it because I wanted him to Me freak too. out just screenshots on it and he's like oh no I shouldn't have posted that. <laughs> Just help yeah. the guy out because, man, delete that. Yeah, and he did post an apology. Yeah. Um, and I'm yeah. sure, like, it was heat of the moment. And like I said, I'm sure he was receiving some awful stuff. Oh, yeah. And just I, I can't imagine. That, no, can't imagine. He's one of the most famous quarterbacks in the nation just because he plays for AM. However, that he was probably already – on his way out, he was probably going to enter the transfer portal after this season. I'd say that that uh, that probably does it. You think he's excited. entering the transfer portal? Yeah, so we've got that five-star quarterback, Connor Wiegman, coming in. And if he's as good as he's supposed to be, he should win the starting job. And then we also have Haynes King, who won the job over Calzada last, before this year. Um It'll it'll most likely be an open competition between the three of them, but after an event like this, after him posting that, after a, kind of a downer season, there's a good chance that he yeah decides to transfer. I wouldn't be surprised if he just decides to be our third string quarterback. <laughs> they get out of the. I don't know. I don't know. He he played well in a few games. Like some some teams are gonna think that that that's all it takes. The Guangdong Tigers. <laughs> no, more like Arkansas or someone like that. Arkansas Same took Houston. Nick Starkle from us. Yeah. Same Houston. Hey, they're champions. They're, they they're are. Uh, but um, yeah. More college football news. Lincoln Riley in a shocker. Uh. Before this week, was asked about LSU's opening, and he said, there is no way in hell that I'd take the LSU job. And he was right. Boy, he wasn't lying. (laughs) He was not lying. (laughs) He left OU to be the new head coach at USC, and I believe is making something like $15 million a year. So good for him. That's more than any NFL head coach. So... Yeah, since it's a private university, I couldn't get, like, an exact number on how much he's making. But apparently, the rumor is that USC bought both of his homes in Oklahoma for, uh, let's see, what was it? It was, like, like $500,000 above. Yeah, $500,000 above, yeah, the, what they're, what they're asking. At. So, a $1 million bonus there, and then... Yeah, it's like five years, $110 million or something. Uh, something like that. Really good deal. Yeah, a lot of money. They also bought his $6 million house that he's going to move into in uh, L.A. So good for him. Get that bag. And OU's joining the SEC. USC's in the Pac-12. Talk about a downgrade in expectations. He could win like eight games a year, and they would be so happy. <laughs> oh yeah, they they would not care. I mean, and so, honestly, better, like, yeah, good for him. And the the really funny thing is, you, uh, OU had a bunch of commits committed from the California, like Southern California area, and uh, for next year and the following. And, like, pretty much all of them have already decommitted. So they're just... Planning this. (laughs) Right. Recruiting. Uh, Another big coaching news. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Like, 
OU is probably pissed. He went and recruited a bunch in Southern California for his new team. Yeah. <laughs> um, more college football head coaching news. Brian Kelly, the Notre Dame coach from the last couple of years, has now uh, signed at LSU, which is pretty funny because he's like a Midwestern guy and is Makes going to Baton no Rouge. Makes no sense. Who knows? Who knows? Edo like, made way more sense, but oh, you yeah. never know. And, like, I, I don't understand how he thinks recruiting's going to go. Like, it's a different type a of way people. Way different game. Yeah, different type of people that you're recruiting, too. Like, yeah. from down south in Texas, like, they get a lot of recruits from Texas, too. He's used to recruiting up, up north. Yeah, like, yeah. So, yeah. Ooh, and, like, the food, everything is completely different than what he's used to. So, uh, who knows? I don't know. Who knows? It could work out. I'm, uh, I think that we have the one-up on them on coaching. So, that's that's good because yeah. LSU is our rival. So. Yep. Um, the shittiest part about the whole situation for Brian Kelly is when coaching news comes out, like, when – Lincoln Riley was leaving OU. I'm sure that players were finding out from social media and news sources before they found out from Lincoln. That's going to happen. Brian Kelly sent a message to the team saying, sorry, you guys had to find out like this. Great, great message. At -hmm. the end was like, I'd like to address this in person. Let's meet at 7 a.m. tomorrow. And only did that because his flight out was at 9 a.m. His flight out of... Uh, Notre Dame, wherever that is. Um, and I didn't realize he, that. Yeah, he showed up to the meeting, and there's a wide range in minutes. I say minutes because it was less than an hour. Yeah. He was supposedly, some people have said there for three minutes. The most that I've heard is 11. That's just yeah. so disrespectful. Well, he was caught leaving at a, at the 11-minute mark. That means the speech was like three minutes. <laughs> because That's he has to walk disrespectful. Off. So disrespectful. Like, ask, ask these guys to show up at 7 a.m. Right? for him. Yeah. I, Might as well just not have a meeting. No. And they're thinking it's going to be like, what, an hour long yeah emotional this guy's been their coach forever like yeah right doesn't make sense guess not like why why even have it just say a long text and that's 11 minutes (laughs) right (laughs) yeah um shifting gears a little bit nba news uh we'll talk about the spurs and mavs in a second also but the Heat and Bulls, the, the NBA did a probe into their offseason activity because they both traded for players right as soon as the opening, as soon as free agency opened. So it was and a little questionable. Some, they got some pretty good uh, people or players out of that. Yeah. Too. Kyle Lowry and Lonzo Ball. Um, and so the NBA did a probe, probe found that they were guilty. And they got docked their soonest second-round pick. So why should teams even bother? Like, go ahead and tamper, I guess. Right. I mean, when do the Bulls even have a second-round pick next year? I think they do. I don't think the Heat do. I think the Heat's soonest is not for another two or three years. And even if it was this year, both these teams are going to be playoff teams. Yeah. It's like the 48th overall pick or something like that. Yeah, second that round picks don't usually uh, last if they're that late in, in the draft. So right. they lost a G League player. Yeah. <laughs> so that makes zero sense. Um, mm-hmm. Now I'll be mad at my teams if they aren't tampering because if all it's going to cost us is a second round pick. Anyway. Um, Spurs and Mavs focus, talking about our teams. The Spurs have had quite the up-and-down season. We just have won our last two games, which is our first winning streak this season. Oh! 
Very nice. So that's exciting. Um, it's just a tough place to be because we've got a lot of young guys that gel well together, play great defense. Right. But the best thing for our team is probably to lose games. So that's where I'm at with the Spurs. Mavs-wise, how are you feeling? I mean, I'm not in a panic like everyone was after we lost to the Cavs. It felt like the whole Mavs community was like, every time... What's happening? Yeah. yeah, every time we lose to a bad team, it's like, wow, we're not getting anywhere. I mean, we're not. But I... yeah. Don't think Jason Kidd is that great of a coach. I thought no. that, you know, coming into the season with all of Everyone his Everyone did. Yeah. I mean. This it, is his third stint, and both other stints were not successful. Yeah, and I am very weary about this one. I'm not too confident in him. Yeah. Um, we, other than the Cavs, we have beat mostly bad teams. We just haven't won against the good teams except for the Nuggets. Oh, and the Clippers once. Um, but so it feels like last year, except our team is just more unorganized because we have a coach who has no idea what the starting lineup is. Like he doesn't. Night. It no. changes every night. Yeah, I mean, it made makes sense for the Rockets. Uh, like last year, they had like the most lineup changes like every single game. Yeah, because they had to figure out what kind of players they had on their team. Yeah, and we know who we have. <laughs> you should. Up. He should know. Oh, yeah. He should know. He doesn't know. Yeah. He doesn't know I, who's good and who's bad, and it's sad. I think that it is about the time when you can start being worried about him as a coach. There's, you've, there's so much more time before you worry about the Mavericks themselves because – First of all, Luka Doncic, like one in a generational player. As long as he's on your team, you have something to hope for. But then also, Chris Stops, who has been disappointing for most of his tenure with the Mavericks, has looked pretty damn good so far this year. Yeah, he has. He's very, I've been very impressed with him. Very different player this year than in years past. Yeah, he's, he's moving. moving on defense. He, he is moving everywhere on offense, defense. He's cutting, he's blocking, he's, you know, in transition, everything. He is yeah. doing everything right now, uh, and the the team is not. <laughs> no, it sucks when Luka Doncic is your leading three-point scorer. Oh, yeah. He's, he's their best scorer percentage-wise. Making the um, toughest shots. And that's not, yeah, that's not his job. His job yeah. is not to lead the team in three-point percentage. That is Reggie Bullock and Tim Hardaway and Jalen Brunson and yeah. whoever else. It's not even a good three-point percentage. No. <laughs> like, yeah. All right. We have not been shooting it well. And, I mean, Lucas said it best. This is the time when a team gels when they're at their lowest. That's I true. hope this is our lowest. <laughs> Because hey, your know. lowest last year was like what five and thirteen, not five and thirteen, like eight and. You had a losing record through like yeah, it was a slow start last year with all the COVID issues that yeah. the team had. This is and they figured it out from there. So maybe this is the same but, type of moment. But we had Coach Carlisle and not Jason Kidd. So yeah, hopefully Jason Kidd Carlisle. just needs to figure it out too. Yeah, I mean, that that's my excuse until halfway through the season. If we're still like this, then he should yeah. be fired after the season. If I mean, and that's that's the thing. Are. Like you say that, but there's too many internal connections that I'm afraid he's going to be here for way too long. That's my fear, just because there's a bunch of players, old players that are now. Uh, on the staff office. or involved, yeah. So there's but two relationships. I think just based on his actions with the team in the recent couple of years, Mark Cuban knows that he probably screwed up with Dirk. He did not capitalize on having a tw top 20 player of all time and knows that Lucas may be a top 15 or 10 player of all time trajectory-wise. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's got to get the team together. He can't. Right. He can't. Dirk stayed along for so long. Dirk could have left a long time before yeah. he, the Mavs even won in 2011. Um, so he hopefully he knows. Yeah. Obviously, Dirk would never do that. He's no. beautiful. Well, it's just a long time. I don't know how long Luca's willing to wait, you know? Right. That's the thing. And I think Cuban probably, I hope Cuban probably realizes that also. Well, I hope he senses it. Right. Yeah. He should. He should. Hopefully he already has. And that's a bad thing that our team is, uh, you know, directed by our owner. But that's a whole different story. It's a whole different story. Let's uh, move on to some NFL specific news. Yep. Because you can be happier about the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Maybe not recently, but season wise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, things are turning up, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. Amari Cooper is coming back. That's our first news. He was uh, missed the last two games due to COVID, was unvaccinated, so he had to miss a minimum of 10 days um, and was activated. Probably yeah. um, was activated to the active roster today. So he will play Thursday night against the Saints on the other side of the field. Taysom Hill is going to start for the Saints. So that's super exciting. We'll go. So it'll be an exciting game. Uh, yeah, I'd much rather watch the Saints with Taysom Hill than with Trevor oh, yeah. Simeon. Yeah. Well, yeah, he runs. <laughs> yeah. And also like before. Uh, Jameis Winston got hurt. I thought, no way, do not play Taysom Hill except for in the gadget plays. The downgrade from Jameis Winston to Trevor Simeon is a lot. Has okay. been has been felt strongly. I'm excited to see some creative Sean Payton Taysom Hill action. I'll let you read this next bit of news because it's very exciting. Oh, yes. Breaking news. The Bears have signed D-Virgin Virgin to the practice squad. D-Virgin. Yeah. He's a uh, defensive back. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> his name's funny. That's why we said it. Spelled he, uh, D-E-E-Virgin. V-I-R-G-I-N. Just to let y'all know. Yep, so Divergent is now on a team. Uh, he was trying out for quite a few teams before he actually signed with the Bears, so it, it was going to happen. Uh, good for the Bears, though. They get they get their guy. Go Bears. <laughs> the Bears. Um, and then finally, you wrote this, no win November. We had four teams lose every game that they played. Lose or tie, I should say. Or tie. Can't, can't forget about them. Speaking of how awful it is watching the Steelers, they tied to the Detroit Ram- Detroit Lions. The Lions. Tied the Lions. Oh. Uh, so our four teams that lost every game, the Saints went 0-4, speaking to how bad Trevor Simeon played. Yeah. Seattle went 0-3. And I think that we should spend a second there. I'll, I'll list the other teams, then we should circle back to Seattle. L.A., the Rams lost three games in a row. That's surprising. Which is shocking, yeah. uh, especially considering they played what was supposed to be a lesser team in the 49ers, and then this last week mm-hmm. got crushed by the Packers. Oh, yeah. I Yeah, I didn't understand the Packers game. <laughs> like, I didn't get what they're – yeah. It, it just – it looks like Matthew Stafford is a little – He's been good. Yeah. It went oh two and one. So hey, they they did better than the other three teams. Tied a game. Um, and then circling back to the Seahawks, I think that this could be it. I think that this is potentially the end of the John Schneider, their general manager, Pete Carroll, their coach, Russell Wilson era. I think that there's a good chance all three of them are gone. For a multitude of reasons, Russ is just going to want to play for a different team, a better team, even though he hasn't looked that great himself. Yeah, yeah. And not get hurt. That's a good point. And then Pete Carroll, 
you were talking about how Mike Tomlin might be a little outdated. I'm not so sure about that. His defense is still really good, and that's his calling card. Pete Carroll might be outdated. His defense is bad, and that's his calling card. And then right. also, his offense sucks. His yeah, I they just run the same plays kind like it's just far or it's run it. Yep. It is run the ball, run the ball, and then have to take a shot down the field because it's third and six yeah, or whatever. Like, or third and 14. Oh, crap. We didn't make any leeway. <laughs> yeah. There's two runs. All right. And then John Schneider, I think, if if the other two are moving on, he's also moving on. He's probably the most deserving of the three because they've basically lit their last seven draft picks on fire, first-round draft picks on fire. And right. next year's is going to the Jets for Jamal Adams, who has not been very good in his tenure with the Seahawks. So all yeah. in all, tough season for the Seahawks, who I drafted pretty high in Sam and I's team draft. Right. Oh, tough yeah. look. Did? That's, yeah, 0-3 in November. That's not good for you. Yeah, did not score me any points. Yeah. Um but let's just keep talking about depressing, depressing football. Would you rather talk about the Texans or Jags game first? Um, let's go with the the worst of the two games first. Uh, I'd say so that's the Texans game. Yeah, the Texans game definitely was not as entertaining. Um, yeah, so both teams lost twenty-one to fourteen. The Texans lost to the Jets. Yeah. For the first quarter, it looked like we had found a team that we were better than. Oh, yeah. And there have not been a whole lot of those so far this year. Actually, maybe only one, and that would be the Jags, who if we play it again, we do play again, I think they'll probably beat us. The first quarter looked great. Our offense was cooking. Our defense, actually, our defense played pretty well all game. Mm-hmm. Um. And then we just forgot how to play football for three quarters, I guess. I mean, hey, there was a really nice uh, touchdown pass by Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, it was like 50 yards. In the second quarter. That Yeah, that, that was a nice one. Yeah, so it was the start of the second quarter. We were driving at the end of the first, scored at the start of the second. I was actually listening. I was driving back from Dallas after Thanksgiving. I was listening in the car to the game. Uh-huh. And I was like, holy shit, we're going to win this game. And then I got home and turned the TV on. And from there on out, we sucked. So maybe I cursed us. Yeah. I mean, it, I didn't watch the game. I watched the highlights. I would have watched the game if uh, I was notified a little sooner. But I still, I'm actually kind of glad I didn't yeah, watch I'm, this game. I'm glad I didn't make you watch it. Yeah. Because, yeah, it, it just looked like they were struggling the whole game after the first quarter and beginning of the second. And y'all let Austin Walter score. We which, did do that. Uh, we did I didn't know who that. Austin Walter w- was until I uh, looked him up. And he I went still to Rice? Who he is. I think he went to Rice. Yeah. Uh, he was, he's been a practice squad guy his entire career. I think that those were some of his first touches as a running back. And he got a touchdown. And he got a touchdown. So good for that guy. Yeah. Y'all just, I, I wrote a little note in here. Just need as many losses as you can get. Yeah. (laughs) And that's been the theme of the season. Right. And like, I see a lot more upside with the Jags than the Texans roster. Just because, you know, they have a quarterback. They have their, their quarterback. Um, yeah, more Texans thoughts. Our defensive line, I mean, we let Austin Walker, Austin Walter score, excuse me. I just had a uh, Kendrick Perkins saying Moses Moody moment. <laughs> you know, that draft night clip of him. Yeah. Moses Moisey Mooder. Yeah. So, yeah, we let Austin Walter score. And that sucks because our run defense has been kind of our big thing this year um, with our new, our, our rookie draft pick, Roy Lopez, uh, 
as our nose tackle. He's been phenomenal. Um, we did get some turnovers off of Zach Wilson with two picks. We should have won that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just not really sure what happened to the offense. You have down the offensive line looked bad. And I think that that's probably what it is. Our uh, Laramie Tunsil, our stud left tackle, is still out. And without, even with him, our offensive line isn't great. Without him, you can really tell. Um, our center, who's probably our best, second best offensive lineman, Justin Britt, I think is coming back this week. Um, so that's good news. Yeah. Regardless, like we keep saying, more losses is better. Get the higher draft pick we can. Either draft one of the edges, uh, either Caleb on Chase on or. Not Caleb on Chase on. Uh, Kavon Thibodeau, the guy from Oregon, or Aiden Hutchison, the guy from Michigan, or uh, if we wanted to go defensive back, get Derek Stingley Jr. from LSU. So any of those three players. Thibodeau looks really good. Yeah, so does Aiden Hutchison. He won the game for Michigan this last week against Ohio State. Um, So they're good. Speaking of Caleb on Chase on, I guess we can move on to his team, the Jags. Yes, sir. They looked all right. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is still, you can tell that the the fact that the playmakers around him, the offensive line, and the coaching are all bad. You can tell that that the fact that all of that is true is really weighing on him. He's trying to make the best he can do. Yeah. Uh, but they should not have lost to the Falcons, if we're going to be honest. Yeah, I mean, the Falcons are definitely not... Uh, I mean, they're better than the the Jets. Yeah, for sure. The teams, Pro- they're, they're probably better than the Jags also, but if the Jags want to be on an upward swing... And maybe their upward swing is like the Texans' upward swing. Uh, just lose a bunch of games and get another blue chipper. The, I mean, there, there's just some key penalties that really lost them uh, momentum uh, through throughout the game. Um, there, there is one where they had them stopped. It was like fourth and three, uh, and they're the Falcons were having to punt. And then there's an offsides, yep. and that just gave him first down. Yep. Like, uh, just, and I mean, and that, that comes down to coaching. Yeah, that's a part. symptom of a young team, which they are a young team, but it's also a symptom of a poorly coached team. And that, I keep saying this, for Trevor Lawrence's sake, for the rest of the young players on the team's sake, get him out of there. They need, oh, yeah. I, I just really, really hope it's a one-and-done type deal because it's obvious that he is not... Trevor Lawrence had to console Urban Meyer after this loss. He was the one that put his arm around Urban and was like, it's all right, we're going to be all right. Oh, man. That's, <laughs> that's not the way that it should happen. That's that's like uh, when Urban Meyer went out and, you know, the whole scandal broke out. Like... I bet that was the same way. Like Trevor Lawrence was probably having to say, "It's okay, Coach. We we still." Yeah, I'm sure Trevor was the one that had to get the locker room together. Yeah, yeah, and like he shouldn't have to do all that. That's the coach's job. Yeah, as a rookie quarterback, I think that the best thing that a rookie quarterback can do is have a bunch of veterans in the locker room and a veteran coach to take all of that leadership aspect out. That's Lamar Jackson credits that as the reason why he's so good now is mm-hmm. he didn't have to think about anything besides playing football. Um, it's just a one and done thing for Urban. The thing that I really don't understand, and I see you've got Tavon Austin first touchdown since 2019 in here, so Woo-hoo! good for the guy. Was that with the Cowboys in 2019? It probably was. It probably was. Um, I do remember him being on our team for a little bit. For a while, because yeah. uh, I forget who it was. And probably Jason Garrett yeah. said said Tavon Austin will be receiving 20-plus touches a game when you had Zeke on the roster. And that's why he isn't a coach in the NFL anymore. 
Yeah, I'm sure you celebrated just as much as Giants fans did. Yeah, get that like, guy out of here. Screw that guy. <laughs> um, I but speaking to the Taylor Austin touchdown, I just don't really get what Lavisca Chenault did to get in either Trevor or Urban Meyer's doghouse because he should be the guy that is their slot guy, their gadget guy, whatever. He's perfect for that. It was great at that for the first couple games of the season and for the last mm-hmm. couple games last year. Right. And yeah, then yeah. we had uh, Jamal Agnew take over, and I can't be too upset about that just because Pretty good. I love the guy. He was yeah. great. But then the easy replacement for Jamal Agnew is LaVisca Chenault, and he's he got a lot more touches this last game, but... Tavon Austin is, it's amazing that he's still on a roster. Yeah, uh, who, I can't remember who it was, but I was watching the new Hard Knocks. It was oh, someone the on the, the Colts, and they're like, Oh, Naeem Hines. Yeah, Naeem Hines was pumped that he, he didn't even realize Tavon Austin was on a team. He's like, is that Tavon yeah. Austin? And I watched and, his highlights. Yeah, for sure. Naeem Hines kind of is the modern age type of Tavon Austin. Yeah. Just should mean that Tavon Austin's probably not in the league anymore. Yeah. But I will say, all respect to him. His uh, highlights, I believe he went to Virginia Tech. Highlights from there. Or West Virginia. West West Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. His highlights from there, phenomenal. Oh, yeah. One of the most exciting college players I can remember. However... That's when when a guy that idolized you, like Naeem Hines, a guy that grew up to be modern age, you didn't even realize you were still in the NFL. That's mm, tough. Got to leave. He's still trying to earn his check. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, good for him. He's making a 53-man roster, which is more than I will ever be able to say. Yep. Uh, as far as who our teams play next week, the Texans play the Colts in Houston. Uh AFC South, any divisional game is always weird. AFC South games are even weirder most of the time. Hell, we just beat the Titans two weeks ago. That's right. Shouldn't be a good game. And then the Jags go to L.A. to play the Rams. Um, I think this is a comeback game for the Rams. Yeah. They've (laughs) lost three in a row, too. It's not like they had won three in a row and this is a trap game. They're wanting to beat the shit out of them. And I think that that... Yeah. Might happen. Yep. Yep. <sighs> and that's okay. Yep. They're kind of in the same situation the Falcons were against the Cowboys. Yeah. Yes. Uh, now, now they're ready to get pounced on. So, uh, but yeah, the the Texans and the Colts game should be pretty good. Uh, yeah, I think Jonathan Taylor could have like 200 yards, but. Our Anything offense, can happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's what our offense does, even though we looked like shit against the Jets. Yep. All right. I think that that's pretty good for the episode. Of course, we've got some fantasy corner uh, to, to wrap up with. I first want to turn the floor over to you because we've talked about it. Josh traded away his picks last year. Didn't work out for him. That I did. And yet... He's still not the worst team. You're like I'm not the worst team. I am third to the last. I might argue that your team is better than Alex though. Yeah, I'm in tenth place right now, but I'm I'm climbing. <laughs> You're on the up and up, baby. You're four and eight and you've won like two out of your last three or something like that. Yep. So who knows what I mean I could I could get up to ninth place potentially if Alec loses. So, I mean, I think this season uh, has been has been a good one. I mean, it hasn't been bad. I have just been a little disappointed with like all my injuries um, because I think I could have gotten into the playoffs if I I have Robert Woods and so he got injured um, and Agnew got injured um and but, michael carter oh and <laughs> jk dobbins but that was before that was before i man if jk dobbins was on your team though yeah you're you might be competing for the playoffs you're right yep but, but 
this season was about building for next year, which I will say you have done a phenomenal job at. You've got a lot of keeper potentials, yes, potential keepers, and you have all your picks this year, which is more than you could say last year. That's true. That's true. I have all my picks and then some in the earlier rounds. So it should and be I saved. Uh, sorry, you you finish your thought. Uh, I was just saying it should be an interesting off season of who I keep. I know locked in is Jamar Chase since I have him. Um, yeah, you have to. My second pick, it's a little. Uh, I I don't know quite yet. I'm still deciding, but who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Between Jalen Waddle and Mac Jones and Michael Carter, you've got a lot of young. All those guys are rookies. Yep. It's exciting stuff. Wish it was rookies my, who have played really well. Yeah, I wish it was my fantasy team or my uh, dynasty team. dynasty team. Yeah. Um, as far as my season goes, I saved this news for last. Christian McCaffrey has been ruled out for the rest of the year. He hurt his ankle in his second game back from IR. Third game back, excuse me. Yeah. And. Uh, it was placed back on IR, which as soon as you get placed on IR, the second time that ends your season. And that might have ended my fantasy season also. I just traded Elijah Mitchell, who will most likely be a top 10 running back the rest of the year, and a second round pick for Christian McCaffrey. And now I have none of that. Um, so that sucks. Uh, Both. Big yeah. trades that I had this year. I had my one with Josh. I traded for Miles Sanders. I traded away Michael Carter and a higher pick for uh, Miles Sanders and a lower pick. And then Miles Sanders got immediately injured. And then Christian McCaffrey just got immediately injured. So that's tough. Uh, but that's fantasy football. And I think that I'll be able to make do even without a second round pick next year. I think that. Everything will be all right. Yeah. At least that's I mean, what I keep telling myself. Picks do, I mean, it makes it easier to have your second round pick, but it's not detrimental because you can always, you always can squirm in and, you know, get some random player that's good. Also, you can always screw up a pick. So, yeah. So that second round pick, you don't have to screw up. But when I watched yeah. you make that, uh, trade for Christian McCaffrey, I was like, man, that's... I, I thought it was a bad trade because I was like, there's a pretty good chance that he's going to get injured again. I was like, that guy's made a glass. I would not trade for him. And I have him in my uh, Dynasty League, and he got... Uh, and so, I mean, it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> we were... Neither one of us were going to make the playoffs in Dynasty, though. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, it sucks. I, I I need to take this into next year. Don't buy injuries. Don't buy injuries because I thought, okay, if the Panthers are bringing Chris McCaffrey back, it means he's ready to play. And I guess he was, but he just was his body was not able to handle it, and uh, gotcha. my fantasy team is suffering because of it. Oh, good old fantasy football. <laughs> Good old football in general, man. I'm yeah. a Texans fan. It feels like there's been a ton of injuries. Yeah, it's kind of what we say every year, but we added a 17th game, an 18th week, and that will further that. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I'm a Texans fan. I, I'm supposed to be able to turn to my fantasy teams <laughs> to make me feel better. And, and in our main one, in the league, I was – very happy for most of the season. At this point, I'm a little down. That I have sucks. So, yep. it's been a bad year of football for Oscar. And the Aggies just broke my heart. So, it's what it is. It's why we have the podcast. Yeah. We like the pain. We like the pain. We like being able to uh, attend... Mock therapy for our feelings. That, that about wraps us up. Yep. Josh, as always, thanks for 
coming on the show. I'm sure I'll have you on again at some point. Yeah. Always like using my friends for uh, some ideas for what we should talk about. So that was really good. Appreciate you spending your uh, Wednesday afternoon coming on the show. Oh yeah, of course. Yes. I, I mean, it was a great day to do it since I was off and I, I really look forward to it. So I'm glad you had me on. Yes, sir. And like I said, we'll have you on again at some point and okay. go yep. Cowboys tomorrow night. Yes. It's a big game. game. And Hopefully then, as always, to the fans, thanks for coming in and hating yourselves with us. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.